to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, guys. We had a great mastermind for those of you who are participating in the TFW 90-Day 10 Listing 10-Pound Challenge. We had a great call today. Um, the mastermind is free for those of you who purchased Harris Rules, helping us to make the book the number one international bestseller in a whole bunch of categories. Uh, international being the word that I frankly can't wrap my mind around, but there you go. So, yes, the mastermind is for those of you who purchased the book, um, we certainly didn't make it mandatory that you left us a five-star review, but obviously hundreds of you have. Um, the Mastermind is every Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time, and um, yeah, so there you go. So those of you who are participating, fantastic. For those of you who want to participate, I just gave you how you participate. And Julie, I think you have some folks that you want to acknowledge, and then we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday, talking about introverts. <laughs> oh, I know. There we say it. Introverts. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, for a write from Facebook, hot off the presses, Eric uh, Bartles posts, what a great mastermind today, updated my workspace with calendars, daily minimum standards, workout, lead follow-up, post to Facebook, I just need more six more contacts today to get my and get my reading in, off to networking lunch for young professionals, feeling motivated. So she shows her whiteboards, her workspace, she shows the calendar exercise that we talked about, and for those of you who are working on this project, I looked up for you guys, uh, so you have no excuses, printacalendar.com, pretty simple, print-a-calendar.com, and you can print off your monthly calendars for the exercise of figuring out how many actual work days you have left in this year, because guess what? It's not 90. So thank you for all of you posting on Facebook what your results were and figuring out exactly how many days. Many of you are posting out of your 30-day months you know, with holidays and different things going on, you're working generally between 20 and maybe 25 days. Um, for some of you who are super focused, others of you are taking some uh, deserved time off but being extra focused on the days you are working. Uh, let's see. So lots of great discussion over there. And then I'd like to read a couple of quick reviews from the book on Amazon.com, Harris Rules. If you haven't gotten your book yet, you can either download it to your device or you can buy the soft cover is now available as well. So from Latrivia Palacios, she writes, this is an excellent book that all realtors cannot afford not to read. In all honesty, it rather touches on a philosophy that could be the engine behind any field that one is in. It's highly adaptable in my opinion. I'm not new to Tim and Julie's work. I'm a happy coaching client and was excited awaiting the release of their book along with them and my other coaching colleagues. It's actually very complimentary to the coaching while maintaining the theme, not being repetitive, and adds another layer of excellent advice. Bravo, guys. So bravo to you, Latrivia. I know who you are, and I know you're very coachable, and you're thriving. So thank you for that uh, wonderful review. We very much appreciate that. Short one from someone writes, excellent book, practical, direct, and personable, just like their podcast. So thank you for that. And let's see. Someone wrote, this is one of the best investments I've made in my career. This book is amazing. Of all of the content, tools, and strategies found in the book made me, infall, made me fall in love with real estate. I just lost the rest of that sentence there. Uh, but that was a great review as well. And anybody else you want to shout out to, Tim? Because there's, there's so many, it's nope. hard to choose. But we, we are very grateful. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 
We are. We are very grateful. But you know what, Julie? I'm I'm incredibly excited to see that there's so many people that are participating on the mastermind that I'm seeing you guys post on the Facebook page, you know, the private Facebook members only page. I'm seeing you guys like wrap your arms around the, you know, the 90 day challenge. And here's the reason I'm really incredibly excited for all of you. So you guys are going to have a monumental breakthrough in your lives. That's not just going to result in money. Money is obviously what our core focus is helping you guys earn money, you know, be of service to others. But what's going to happen is after you see the uh, results of you essentially having done some things that maybe some of you have never done before as far as the 90-day challenge goes, and you did it at a time of year when essentially all the wins were basically not at your back, you're going to form new neural pathways for yourself, and you're going to automatically expect more out of your life for the rest of your life. Oh, my God, that sounds dramatic, doesn't it? But it's true. So the the fourth quarter thing is what Julie, Julie and I learned that back when we sold real estate. We learned that it's easy, and we're from Ohio, where basically as soon as the end of October rolls around, it's basically real winter. And so it's real difficult to be motivated when the clouds are, you know, you don't see the sun Black. for like six months. But <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, that and is what it is. The brown, and there's no light. <laughs> And it looks like pictures of Venus because there's ice everywhere, you know, and Julie and I are outside people and you can't go outside. And, you know, the only thing you can sit around and do is wait in the house for the sun to come out, prospect. the tulips to pop out in prospect. That's right. So what we did is we realized that our natural, almost physiological tendencies, fourth quarter was to go into some sort of hibernation mode. So we learned from our own selves that by kicking it up a notch, by forcing ourselves, and this is back before we thought of all these, you know, sayings like all the ones you guys get, you know, the doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, all the Harris rules. We thought about those, you know, really over the past, you know, Julie and I have been married 26 years. We've been, you know, working together in one business for another for 26 years, even longer than that before we got married. And so we had these actions, but we were able to over time through coaching mostly put them into sort of memorable phrases. Those are all the things you guys benefit from. But what we did, and we learned this from observing other really successful people back when we were in our 20s, is in the fourth quarter, now we didn't always do it. We certainly didn't do it at the level that we do it now, but we would always set specific 90-day goals in the fourth quarter to try to force ourselves to stay into action. And man, believe me, I know because Julie and I sold real estate, it is hard as shit to keep yourself motivated in fourth quarter, especially when you're in an area where there's real winter. But when you can realize that you can, and, and the way that's the whole goal of the mastermind, because we want you guys to attach yourselves to other agents around the country, hell, around the world, right, who are working to overcome the same physiological almost need to be lazy and complacent in fourth quarter. As soon as you realize that you can lose weight, take listings, make money, be of service to other people at a time where all your you know, fourth quarters of all your you know, previous years have been about low production, have been about you know, going in debt, have been about getting fat, have been about you know, creating stress in your life, having create problems that you then have to unravel the next year. You know, all that stuff that people do in fourth quarter, when you realize that doesn't have to be part of your life anymore, you're going to set yourself up for such massive momentum going into next year that by this time – and the end of 2018, you're literally going to be, at least if you take this seriously and stay consistent with it, you will be a different person. You will be a different person in the way you think. Your very physiology is going to be different. Guys, I don't want to get into the psychology of it because Julie and I have studied all of it as much as we can as novices, as psychology novices because we're coaches, right? 
but we've seen it. We've experienced it personally. We've, you know, experienced it as being the, the wingman for literally, you know, hundreds of thousands of coaching clients. We've seen what happens when people take, like, our 90-day challenge seriously. It, and, guys, it'll affect the rest of your family. It'll affect the next generation of your family. You'll re- literally be able to turn your whole existence on this planet around by just this next 90 days because you'll have seen yourself in action, because you'll be able to look back at yourself in spring of uh, next year, when it's March, let's say, and you're going to be looking back and you're going to be saying, why am I making so much money? Why am I, why are things, why is the real estate finally feeling like it's clicking? And then you're going to remember, probably because we're going to be shouting at you in the podcast that you're having a great first quarter because you worked your ass off fourth quarter of the previous year, and then you're going to get it. And then you're going to say to yourself, hey, you know what? I want to have a great second and third quarter of 2018, so I better drill down and I better keep the habits that I built in fourth quarter of the previous year alive. I better stay on my physical schedule, my physical regimen. I better stay on my, you know, my lead follow-up and my prospecting regimen. That's when your life changes, guys. And you know, then you'll realize the incredible beauty that is selling real estate, especially when you're focused on being a listing agent. So you asked me what I was thinking about, Julie. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm excited. I get so motivated, genuinely happy for all the people that are allowing us the honor of being their coaches as they transition into, you know, hopefully what they'll realize is a much better, bigger, brighter life and future for themselves. That really motivates me. Yeah, well, let me let me share something that I want you to speak to because these guys are struggling almost on a daily basis dealing with the things around them that are impacting them. So from the Facebook page, Gail DeFeo Doherty, she says, caution, rant ahead. No, I did not work towards my goal today. I spent my day at a broker-mandated, quote, productivity seminar. I made no calls. I spoke to no prospects. I, run no mi- I ran no miles. I had pizza and soda for lunch. I was pitched with every gimmick under the sun. I am cranky. Also, I vow to spend more time on any activity. Also, I now vow to spend no more time on any activity that does not produce dollars for the remainder of our 90 days. End of rant. Thanks for listening, Tim and Julie. Could you maybe do a quick segment on how to deal with my office when it's the biggest distraction out there? I know you've touched on this briefly in the past. Because I know Gail's not the only one being sucked into, quote, mandatory things that, to her point, had nothing to do with productivity, in fact. Anything you'd like to say to that? Nope. I think it's good. <laughs> okay. All right. I, more so, to say it. I mean, it's good. The main yeah, thing is I mean, that she, what she did about it. She, you know, Gail, you committed, and you are thinking if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's really true, especially this time of year. So it's your turn to, to take your schedule in hand and just make it your own and maybe say no to some of those allegedly mandatory, allegedly productive meetings. Anyway, back to you, and we'll get to our introvert outline here. Well, so, guys, bottom line, we're coming up at the end of the month. And the first day of the following month, you guys are listening to this podcast. 100,000 of you regular listeners to this podcast. Listen to what I'm telling you now. Use our scripts. Call the expireds. I don't care what excuses you have. Go back and call the older expireds. This is the time of year. Fourth quarter is the time of year. You're going to be able to generate leads easily. Go through. Use our scripts. Determine if they're motivated. Get the houses listed. Some of them are going to start using the excuse that I'm going to wait until next year in the spring. Use our holiday objection handlers on the Premier Coaching website. Again, we're going to beat on you folks to never be complacent in fourth quarter. It all starts now. So, Julie, let's just jump right back in at whatever point you left off as far as your introverted conversation. 
Got it. Okay, and we're talking about the introvert's guide to being a real estate rock star and the excuse elimination that it's just not you because you're not a born salesperson, right? So we talked about, I think, points uh, one through four yesterday. So we're going to start with number five. In new situations, actually have a plan. If it's a tough competitive listing appointment and you haven't been on many of those, use your pre-qualification script, your pre-listing package. Arrive early. Be practiced at what you're doing on your presentation. Of course you're going to do better when you have a plan. Here's a secret. The naturally extroverted people tend to be less careful on these items because they rely on their ability to wing it more than the introverts do. You can launch your sneak attack by simply being better, faster, smarter, more polished, more poised, and more scripted. Another secret, some of our favorite coaching clients over the years have been nicknamed, quote, the Velvet Hammer. In other words, their competition either wrote them off, didn't see them coming, they don't have a particularly huge name for themselves necessarily, at least not yet, and it's a sneak attack amongst agents that assume that they've got the listing because of their bright, shiny personality. So don't live in fear of those agents. Point number six, give yourself introverts, give yourself mini breaks during social situations so you can recharge. Take a break, walk around outside, take a restroom break, get your marbles back in your head. You know, if you're at a restaurant, you know, go powder up if you have to, right? So avoid too much alcohol, avoid too much caffeine. Either one can knock you off of your well-planned game. So again, with the game plan. I'm going kind of fast through these, Tim, because I think these are pretty digestible points. Um, yeah. but feel free to interrupt me. So point number seven, Cultivate the habit of listening well. Many introverts are too focused on what to say next and miss the finer details of what the other person is saying. The cure for this is to repeat what you just heard with simple phrases like, what I hear you saying is, or I understand you're saying that, dot, dot, dot. Force yourself to listen and repeat. Point number eight. Well, what, what you're touching on there, Julie, is that introverts have a tendency to uh, be very uh, cautious of what, overly cautious of what mm -hmm. to say and how to say it because they're so in their back of their mind worrying about making a mistake or being uh, put in a situation where they're going to be asked a question they don't know the answer to. In other words, they're worried about being caught with their pants down. Would you agree that's true? I would agree. And you remind me of a little mini script that not just introverts, but anybody with this fear of being caught, not knowing what to say, how to react, all those things. Some of you guys don't talk about real estate as much as you should because you're living in fear of not knowing or not responding. And so, of course, the answer is never to just tap dance and BS because people know when you're doing that. All you have to do is memorize this simple script. That's a great question. I'm going to write it down and get you the answer by the end of the day. Where can I reach you before 6 p.m. tonight? Don't expect to know everything all the time. Just memorize. That's a great question. I'm going to write it down. That means you're not blowing off their question, but you're also not fire hosing them with a bunch of baloney, and you're not freaking out that you didn't know. It's a great script in so many different situations. Even our grizzled veterans who think that they know everything, they're going to walk into an unusual situation and need that script just as much as the newbie does. So, when you're okay. when I'm when I'm interviewing somebody who's a superstar, who's a true superstar, not just a wannabe faking it superstar, which you guys know I don't have those on our podcast when we do do interviews. But when I have someone that's a real rock star, you will notice one of the, and you guys can see this in books and you guys can see this when, you know, anyone's doing any kind of interview of somebody who's really truly successful, one of the things that is omnipresent in their way is how they think. It's always about wonder. They're always curious. 
and they don't try to act like they know everything. And they will say in front of a huge audience, when say they're being interviewed or say they had an interesting thought or say an audience member asks a question, they'll actually engage with that person for more information and expose the fact that they don't know what the person was asking about. That's a true sign of somebody that's basically transcended ego and is willing to show that they, hey, guess what? I don't have to act like I know it all. I am willing to say I don't, but what I am also willing to show you is that I want to learn. And then that's somebody that people are going to want to be attracted to and they're going to want to uh, know more about. That's kind of the thing that we're wanting you guys to have, analyticals and otherwise. The otherwise are the people that basically, oh, I don't need to know scripts. I'm a natural salesperson. I'm just really good. I can talk about I'm a, I'm a people person. Those are, you guys are actually, not. You guys have a, well, Julie and I told you at the start of yesterday's podcast on this topic that the analytical types are generally speaking the most successful real estate people because of the will, the fact that they're willing to actually learn to be really good at their craft because something innate in them doesn't like bullshitting people. That's how analytical people are. They don't like bullshitting people. And so they're going to take the time to learn scripts. They're going to take the learn t- time to really master their craft. Where others of you, you guys have no problem bullshitting people, and you will avoid scripts, you'll avoid having any kind of presentation, and you have some sort of sick pride in winging it. And when you wing it, you're actually being disrespectful to the potential buyers or sellers. You're being disrespectful to the fact that you actually, something in your ego is preventing you from actually becoming a master at being a a really, really kick-ass salesperson. Guys, imagine if you were to go to a doctor, and the doctor went to medical school a few years ago, like 20, right? And he hasn't done anything to try to basically get better in the past 20 years. He just uses some shit that he learned 20 years ago, you know, and he's never taken a – of course, in the medical field, they're not allowed to do that. They have to go back constantly and get their, enforce their education to get topped off. And what do we have, CE credit? I mean, that's not going to do anything. So, again, guys, the, the wonderment of wanting to improve and learn is something that's innate into an analytical person, um, and that's the reason that oftentimes when they lock in, they actually are incredibly powerful because they know they're going to follow a schedule. They know that they're going to you know, have to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level. Now, they'll freaking put that shit off forever. Analytical people love to procrastinate, but once they move past that, and they start to see the benefits of following some sort of schedule that does revolve around doing what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level, they have the best long-term record of success because it becomes a lifestyle. So, you know, before you, Keller Williams agents, decide to throw analytical people under the bus and think that the only way you can be successful in real estate is by being a driver and expressive, you really do need to get your heads out of your own posteriors and realize that that is a, a bastardization of what Dr. Marston originally created, you know, what was it, 80 years ago with the whole DISC thing. Julie? Well put. Well put. I agree completely. Point number eight. Well, you would because you're analytical. No, you would because no. you're we analytical. We like to drill down. That's the thing. <laughs> we, we like to sneak up on other types that are not. Okay. So point number eight, and this is a tough one to swallow, but it's really true. Force yourself to not just be good, but be great on the phone. Yes, that's right. It's unavoidable in real estate. Stop you know, being a secret agent. If you're more comfortable in person, set an immediate appointment to meet in person, even if it's for coffee so you can better understand the person, the prospect or client situation. But that's still going to start on the phone. 
So a secret to this, again, introverted agents are generally better in person on price reductions, negotiating, and other potentially conflict-ridden real estate events. Be sure that you arrive well prepared. Write down what you want to happen as a result of the meeting and the steps that you're going to take to get there. So it starts on the phone. You have to be great, but then if you're more comfortable, and many of you guys are in person, there's nothing wrong with that either. Okay, so point number nine. Use your expert powers of observation for good. Introverts tend to hang back, observe before they do anything. So embrace that. Be the person who notices your prospect's unusual Italian art collection, knows the name of the artist and compliments it. Introverts are naturally studious, as Tim just said. So become well-versed in subjects like architectural, interior design, beautifully worded home brochures. Use your detailed tendency for good instead of thinking there's something wrong with you. Here's another secret. Know your market and your prospects really well. What can you notice and use to show that you're paying attention? Who are the builders, the names of the model homes? Who are the founders of your town? Probably there's roads that are named after them. Know what's happening in local politics, development, and real estate trends. Use your tendency to study to study real estate things that will make you more money because you are smarter than your competition. Uh, and at the same time, don't fire hose people with and razzle-dazzle if they're not interested. It's a balance, of course. Okay. Point number 10 is one of my favorite points. Actually befriend a total extrovert. Take them with you to social situations. Now, that person should not be a fellow real estate agent, okay? So befriend a total extrovert who is not in your line of business. Take them with you to social situations to help you get out and expand your center of influence. They will do all of the work for you. This works brilliantly with the right person. They'll understand you and help you with meeting and greeting so you don't have to think about it. Use your Ford script, Family Occupation Recreation Dreams, with the new people once you've met them, okay? And I, Tim, I always think of my friend Laura Lee, you know, who's like out there talking to everybody, you know, expanding my center of influence for me. I think of Coach Rochelle, who is a natural at this type of thing. And, you know, when Rochelle worked for us as a buyer's agent, she would go out there, write the contract at a restaurant where she knew everybody that worked at the restaurant Back when people used faxes, she'd go into the back, fax it, and by the time she left that restaurant, she had two new leads. It was insanity, okay, because she's good at this. So be friends with people who are more comfortable than you are in situations so that you can then learn what they're doing and become more comfortable yourself, not to mention piggyback on their center of influence. Okay, point number 11. Understand that you are not a freak. Back to Tim's point with the overused DISC uh, over-judgmental type of things that come out with that sometimes. So many successful agents are introverts. You might be surprised when you meet them what they're really like. Listen to some of our previous radio show interviews and you'll see what we mean. You're not a freak, but you do have to be more versatile, just like the other side of the spectrum has to be more versatile like you sometimes. Point number 12, center yourself for 10 or 15 minutes prior to your appointments. Use a meditation that you like or listen to a favorite playlist to refill your energy before you venture out. Sit in your car before buyer and seller appointments and breathe. Decide that this is your next listing, period. That's it. It's not an option. And you know, when you guys use our listing process, which includes the pre-listing package and pre-qualifying, showing up early, using the scripts, closing the way we teach you to close, there's no reason you shouldn't have the confidence when you show up to a pre-qualified appointment to be able to say, yeah, it's my next listing. That's it. It's mine. But take a second and convince yourself before you walk in the door and try and convince someone else. Does that make sense, Tim? 
It does, of course. Let's get through these points. Yeah, so number 13, identify someone you admire and, ado and adopt and adapt the traits they have that you wish to add to your own personality. Now, this technique is not just for introverts, by the way. I always refer to Audrey Hepburn, who was not a great actress right out of the gates. She just got some really great gigs and studied and adopted things. She famously said that one of the things that helped her do those roles was simply dressing the part. She dressed how that character was supposed to be so that she would become that character. She did what we're talking about here. Helen Mirren's good at this. Audrey Tattoo, uh, she's a French actress I like. These are my personal favorites. Create your own list of people that you want to be more like who have been successful. Point number 14 is fun and a great excuse for you guys to upgrade everything immediately. Again, uh, here's a quote from Audrey Hepburn. She said, I believe in manicures. I believe in overdressing. I believe in primping at leisure and wearing lipstick. I believe in pink. I believe happy girls are the prettiest girls. I believe that tomorrow's another day, and I believe in miracles. And we all know how successful she was and confident. So here's your secret. Confidence comes from looking the part. If you're unsure about your suit choices, go to Neiman Marcus and have a consultant help you. If you're not great at makeup, go to a luxury makeover from a trusted brand. Like I like Chanel. They do a great job. You walk up to the counter, you say, help me with this. It's what they do. Okay? Use the same idea for buying shoes, watches, glasses, hairstyles. Upgrade everything. That's part of the issue sometimes with having that confidence. So if you're unsure about how you look, how well are you going to present? And the last point, 15, know that you can make as much money in real estate, if not more, than somebody who is twice as outgoing as you are. You'll be more studied, more polished, more scripted, more effective, and still remain true to yourself. As I say to our introverted coaching clients, be yourself first, but be you talking about real estate next. Back to you, Tim, and I've got to go over to Premier. Yeah, you do. So, guys, listen, it's the first day of hopefully what might be the rest of your lives with regards to your mindset and your approach to this business. See this business for what it is. It's an incredible blessing. You know, the incredible blessing you guys have given us is helping to make Harris Rules the number one international bestseller. And that's an incredible, incredible honor that so many of you guys have attached yourselves to really what Julie has been, uh, you know, Julie and I sort of uh, internal uh, mission from for really from the day we got married, you know, Truthfully, this has been the path we've been on. You guys are walking this path with us, and we're walking the path with you, and we truly appreciate the honor of being your coaches. What you guys need to realize is, you know, whether you just got your real estate licenses, maybe you're not even in real estate, because I know a lot of non-real estate people have picked up on us too. Just realize that your highest and truest purpose in this planet is being of service to other people. When you embrace that thought, when you really embrace it, I know those just sound like hollow words, but when you actually start saying to yourself, before you have a conversation with anybody, a prospect, your kids, anybody, if you just actually say, I'm here to help this person, I'm here to listen to this person, I'm here to truly engage this person, and you disengage the ego, you're going to start feeling like a different person, and that's where your true, that's where your essence, that's where the best version of you actually can start manifesting. Because what you've done with having that be the prevailing thought in your mind is you stepped aside from your ego. The buying leads, the team conversations, the awards, the plaques, the recognition, the standing on stage and bragging about selling 6 million houses even though you've only made $5 net, all that crap, this is what's plaguing the real estate industry. Harris Rules and all of you guys on the very leading edge of basically bringing sanity back to the real estate industry and making it the beautiful, incredible profession that it used to be. 
So, look, if we can do anything for you guys, if you guys need us for anything, feel free to contact us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. Do not take the weekend off. Every single one of you need to be chasing expired. Have a great day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.